If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. So there is always a way to be there for that which you are standing for. There's always a way to pray at that sacred site, whether you are there or not. And indeed, there's always a way to remain connected and activated for everything you are standing for. So I raise my voice in prayer and chant through a telephone today to the top of the Mauna. And I had no doubt that my mountain could hear the vibration, the words, and the love from my heart for the sacred, for Mauna Kea. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast exploring our paths to holistic healing, ecological regeneration, and true abundance and wellness for all. This is a community-backed show, so if you're learning from us and find this work valuable, we kindly ask for your direct support today if you can at patreon.com slash greendreamer or at greendreamer.com slash paypal. In this episode, I'm honored to have Pua Case, who was born and raised on the island of Hawaii, surrounded by the high mountains of Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa, Hualalai, and Kahola, the fresh waters of Kohakohau and Waikoloa, and the plains of Waimea. Pua serves on various educational and cultural boards and is the lead coordinator of Mauna Kea Education and Awareness, an organization formed five years ago to educate and raise the awareness of communities in Hawaii and beyond on the spiritual, historical, cultural, environmental, and political significance of Mauna Kea. Their frontline work over the past decade has been to prevent the 30-meter telescope project, also called the TMT, from moving forward, which would entail building an 18-story tall structure on the top of the mountain, when 18-story buildings aren't allowed anywhere else on the island. Needless to say, while the TMT notes that their construction project intends to be quote-unquote green, using, you know, things like renewable energy and all that, 
there would be unquantifiable damage done to the lands, the water, and the communities there. And there are already other telescopes across the island that to the native peoples, this would just be one too many. Right now, though, it's a relatively calm period of time for the frontline activists as there's been a pause in the forward movement of the project. So we're going to hear Auntie Pua talk about her typical day and routine as an indigenous frontline protector and educator, how their movement has unified people from across the globe, and what it means to balance our personal well-being with the well-being of our planet. So Green Dreamer, if you're ready, take a deep breath and let's dive in. Yeah, I'm just speaking from my heart on what a day in the life is if you're standing for for everything that you hold dear from your sacred places to your life ways with the love of a people in your heart, what it might look like for you. So I'm spending these last two days, even though I, like very many others right now, are recovering or in the throes of health challenges, even though we have that in our mind and we know that that might limit us in some capacity, there is no choice but to wake up in the morning and to continue on with the mission and purpose that you made an agreement with and to, with the creator, with your elements and beings around you, to your nation, to your people, and and to yourself. So I'm looking at what's happening right now here in Hawaii when I think about the TMT, the 30-meter telescope that is, of course, still being pursued, no matter how we have presented a united front with thousands and thousands of people, either with petitions, frontline actions, social media posts, and unification, no matter all of that, that we know in this time period that this is the time, especially when you're getting to the legislative sessions and the board meetings and the management plans where there has been no stoppage or halting to the proposal and the ideal that the TMT will somehow still be allowed by our people and by our government to be built on the mountain. Our days are spent making sure that we are prepared, we're aware, we're ready, we're remaining a presence, we're sure that we are activated still, that we have a support system that is strong, that people will respond at a second's notice if it's necessary, whether it be to send in a testimony or whether it be to appear in some way on a front line at some place in a way that is safe and protective for everyone. We're looking at that daily. That has not stopped because those of us who are standing cannot be fooled to think that even though we are in this current situation, 
where we are all closer to home, where we are very mindful of our health and the health of our elders and our children, we cannot for a moment think that development that is being proposed anywhere around the world that is not Pono, that is not just for our environment has halted. So that's yesterday because there was a board meeting held for Mauna Kea management for decision-making and discussion for our Mauna. But today I find my whole day has shifted. My day began with uh, social media. Today has been a day where I have reached out to those who I care about deeply. Like when it gets personal, like when you write a post that says, please support Oak Flat because they're going into their last stand and they have stood with us on Mauna Kea and for Mauna Kea. So we put effort into making sure that we are asking for support for them. This is the day where I call LaDonna Brave Bull Allard from Sacred Stone, my dearest friend, to just check up on her and say, how are you today? And we laugh a little and we talk a little and we promise to stay connected during her challenges with her health and knowing that I can uplift her and she can me. This is where it's important to make sure that the, whether you're a warrior, whether you're a leader, whoever you are in this movement, you have connections, you have relationships, and let's keep those active. And so my morning has been readying to make flyers for Mauna Kea Wear Wednesday, for the protection of sacred sites, for staying in contact and supporting our relatives. It's going to be a day like that today. And no matter what the day is, it's going to be a day full of standing for what we believe in. So because I've had my own health challenges, I couldn't and I haven't gone up to the Mauna because of the elevation right now. And I've been taking care of myself. But that doesn't mean that I'm not on the mountain. So today, my daughter Havani went up to Mauna Kea, stood on the Ahu and FaceTimed me. And we chanted and danced together and prayed for those who are in need, prayed for ourselves, prayed to our mountain, just like we always do. So there is always a way to be there for that which you are standing for. There's always a way to pray at that sacred site, whether you are there or not. And indeed, there's always a way to remain connected and activated for everything you are standing for. So I raise my voice in prayer and chant through a telephone today to the top of the Mauna. And I had no doubt that my mountain could hear the vibration, the words, and the love from my heart for the sacred, for Mauna Kea. So as we had sort of discussed off the recording, you currently find your state of mind and movement in a different place 
today than you were when you were standing physically at the front lines when there were militarized responses going on. So how has your energy and focus shifted from then to now? And why has it been important for you to show up in a different way today, especially given the state of the world that we're in right now? Well, Mauna Kea has been for not just for us, but for the whole world, a symbol of unification. It has strengthened movements around the world and movements around the world have strengthened us. There is no way that we can disappear. We are still here and we have to make that presence known every day. So what that means for me and my ohana, my organization, Mauna Kea Education and Awareness, the music, the films, that we are a part of is that we have to remain ever present. We have to activate ourselves no matter where we are and what the state of the world might be. Because if you look on social media, none of the challenges that we faced have gone away as far as standing for our sacred places and our life ways. None of that has changed. You can go on any movement post and you will see that there are frontline actions to stop pipelines. There are frontline actions to stop mining. Just because ours was halted for the moment doesn't mean that it's not looming behind closed doors. So we adjust to that. Though perhaps we don't have to assemble a frontline action right now, we're very blessed that we don't have to. We're fortunate that we can address it in the courtroom. We can address it at meetings. We can address it through the legislature, through our organizations, through individuals whose commitment it is to do the daily, the day-to-day work. For the Mauna. And part of our kuleana is to make sure that the alliances, the networks, and the relationships remain constant and strong because we still have to support one another. So how have we, particularly myself, my family, my organization, had to shift a little bit? Well, we're shifting to how we remain a presence. So we have created curriculum. We have released music. We are establishing projects which will maintain a visible presence for our community to remind ourselves that we are pillars no matter where we stand. We kukulu. We stand committed to the purpose of not allowing an 18-story telescope to be built on the highest mountain in the world from the seafloor. So yes, we remain committed, but all of us in our organizations, all of us as individuals from Mauna Kea are doing what we can in the best way we can to ensure that that does not happen. And when we remain strong, all of the other situations in Hawaii and all of those individuals standing to address those situations and challenges, remember what it felt like to stand on the mountain 
So no matter where you are in the world, you stand as strong as the mountain and you can utilize that. You can keep that in your heart and you can say, remember when we stood on Mauna Kea and the manner in which we stood and the protocols that we utilize to stand in the best and highest way so that our kupuna, our elders, our ancestors would be proud and know that we are standing in the just way of the warriors of that time and this time. That is still able to be implemented today because the spirit of that still lives in our heart and the memory. Mm -hmm. So we stand in that manner still. And the world stands in the way that they can based on the environment and the life ways that they come from. But we know that we are all connected and support one another. So that is the manner in which we have shifted but nevertheless, we are still constant and we are still determined and we will not allow 18 stories of any kind to be built on our sacred mountain. And we have spoken over and over again to address that. But still, they will make effort to build that because that is the way of development that is the way when they cannot see or choose not to see that we will do whatever we can in the best way we can to stand and protect our mauna and everything else and every place else in Hawaii mm. that we hold dear. We have no choice but to do that. So we forward in that thought and manner every day. You really emphasize this beautiful global unification that has transpired as a result of this movement to protect Mauna Kea. And I'm sure you touched on this earlier, but over the years, you've gotten to build relationships and connect with Indigenous and frontline leaders from around the globe who may share similar passions and concerns for their own communities, given their own struggles and situations that they uniquely find themselves in. So I wonder if you could speak more to the sorts of collaborations and synergies that have come about from these connections and maybe some things that you personally learned from building these relationships. You know, I certainly can. And in fact, I'm going to take a look at my, my own Facebook page right now because I'm finding that Facebook is very limited these days in the number of people who might see a post. So, which I find tragic at this time because yes, Facebook was a means by which we truly networked and built our alliances. And I always said one day they're gonna catch on and they're gonna find a way to limit these unification and alliance building efforts. And, and yes, that has occurred. But yesterday, as an example of what you're asking me, the means by which we have connected and stated, pledged and committed to support one another, I'll use this as an example. Yesterday, I wrote a post based on a video that I saw from Wensler from Oak Flat. And he has been a support for Mauna Kea and we for Oak Flat for a number of years. So on July 19th in 2015, I first saw them. 
a standing to protect Oak Flat. And I wrote a private message to Wensler as I watched the events and their efforts concerning their tribal ceremonial lands and their Apache stronghold take place on Facebook. And so these, this is an example of numerous times where I have written private messages such as these and established friendships with leaders, warriors, supporters of frontline actions. So here's the post that I wrote to him in July of 2015. Aloha Wensler. My family just watched the segment on Democracy Now! featuring you and your granddaughter. We are standing for Mauna Kea on the island of Hawaii for our sacred mountain. And from my ohana, my family, we extend to you and your people our support and prayers. I will pray for you from the mountain, highest in the world from the seafloor. We are all in this together. Meke aloha, pua case. Now keep in mind that he didn't know who I was, and I've done this oh, maybe a hundred times to different organization, tribal leaders. I've done this over and over again. And he sent me a message back that same day. He said, we have just reached Washington and thank you for your support and prayers. Please know we also support you and will continue to pray. A year later, he and his wife arrived in Hawaii. And if you look at my Facebook page today, there's photos of that. And they prayed with us on Mauna Kea. Since then, warriors and protectors from Oak Flat have prayed, sang, and danced on the mountain, as well as from their homelands. And that is the same for the Winamamwintu, the Olone, those from Standing Rock, my dear friends from Sacred Stone, from Split Rock Camp in New York, and numerous, numerous others. This is the beauty of the movement. When we write to each other from our hearts as strangers, and we end up standing on each other's front lines as comrades, as friends, as allies, as family, as warriors, as protectors. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be able to relate as well, but I know a lot of this work is emotionally draining and spiritually and physically exhausting to constantly be 
constantly have to be prepared and be on the standby. So as someone who's very much experienced these ups and downs, how do you personally ensure your own holistic well-being so that you can best show up for your loved ones and the movement and for other people's movements? And what words of guidance do you have for us as people who want to fully commit ourselves but may struggle with burnout and overwhelm with all of the problems that are you know, looming over us in the world right now? Oh, funny, you should ask me that question. And funny, I say that because I'm an example of a great answer to that question. For the last 10 years, and really for for the last 10 years, I've, I've stood for Mauna Kea actively every single day, and so have others. But way before that, I, I'm born and raised to be an activist and protector. It's just who I am as, as a person as a human being, as one with Kanaka Maoli descent. It's just who I am. And I will say that I never put as much focus on my health as I am right now. So over the years, I mean, yes, there are those of us, and I know if you're listening, you're you're going to probably say, yes, me too, yes, me too. Hopefully not too many of you. <laughs> But we don't give our health, we give our health a thought when we need to, when a crisis arises that actually just stops us in our tracks. And when it doesn't, we just, we just keep going. We just keep moving. We know in the back of our minds that, oh, we better make that dentist appointment, or how about that physical we haven't done for years, or we're still, maybe we need a procedure done, but we'll make sure we do that quickly, get up as quickly as we can and move back into the spaces that we need to occupy. Not because we think a movement won't make it without us, but that's just who we are in ourselves. We're driven to do it. So I, I like so many others, was on that road. And what I'm really thankful about is during the nine months that we were on the Mauna from 2019 to 2020, that didn't happen for me. A health crisis didn't happen for me. So I was able to really be fully on the Mauna day to day, but also run my organization, do my presentations, do the work behind the scenes, whatever it took. But once I came down the mountain, and and the reason I'm speaking of it personally is because I can't speak for others, but I know that this is a pattern. And so I really aloha all those who could be saying the same story. When I came down and was able to be here at home, but still do all of the work, and it didn't get any easier. To tell you the truth, it was more challenging to work from home because the shift changed to behind the scenes and to I wonder what they're planning and we better stay on top of it. And I know the board meetings are going to happen, the management meetings, the methods of securing funding, the plans to build the TMT will just go indoors. So there's some real challenges that you have to face when that happens and you need to be ready to address that. And you need to keep your people engaged and activated when there's not a frontline action 
Are you wearing your Mauna wear every Wednesday? Are you responding when there's a call out to write a testimony? Are you signing that petition? You know, it's ongoing. So anyway, I found myself truly health challenged. And um, without going into the details of that, I really, like many others, I will say I went down the rabbit hole. I went into really deep darkness through what I was being challenged with. I I didn't have COVID. I, I had other issues. And it's taken me months to get to where I am right now although I'm still in recovery. Again, why I'm using my own example is because I've had to really shift to include healing without stopping what I need to stand for. So I've made room for it. I've spent so much money. I feel like I own every supplement in the world. Mm -hmm. It took me maybe 12 healers of, you know, different types of healers from medical doctors in the Western world, all the way to, you know, our own healers to get me to a place where I'm almost can sleep most of the night, but still have a ways to work on. So I've made room for healing. I've paused long enough each day to know that I really have to take the time out. My connection to my higher self and my creator and my own relationship to to the divine and the spirit has just grown because in the end, you only have that, the stars over your head at night and the ground under your feet, the spiritual beings who will hold you through it the support group that's around you, basically your family, your friends and your supporters, you just, you have all of that. And then medicine kind of comes in after that, but you have to make time. So I'm finding that I'm making time for it and I'm more aware of it. I'm present in it and I am supporting my friends and family members who are going through the same, no matter if their health challenge is a different challenge or similar, because no matter what, even with our challenges, even with what we're all going through, you'll still see a post from those who are standing every day. They could be in bed, incapacitated somehow, really crying their heart out and in a dark place. But you'll still see them posting to stand for their movement, to stand for their homeland, to stand for their people. They will still make room for that. And that's not going to change. But that's what I'm finding is that we have to make some balance in it because it's not one or the other. It's really a harmony and how we can make that harmony work. And hopefully it doesn't take being blindsided by something to help you to come to that. So young people, 
those of you just getting in the movements, those of you watching us, those of you admiring, respecting, and honoring us. We are speaking out, myself included, because we want you to be healthy in order to do the work at hand, in order to safeguard the places and our life ways and our people. You have to be healthy. And I see that in my own daughters. They are taking more time to really know that you have to do both simultaneously. And through all that, your base, your foundation, and your spiritual tie with the divine and the knowing that you are the spark of mana that comes from the creation, from the creator itself, and you are connected in that way, is strong. So... I share this because I know the next generation of leaders, if anything, I'm going to say to them is be healthy. Take care of your spiritual, emotional, and physical health as you stand, as you breathe, as you do what you need to do. Don't sidestep your health like many of us have had to do and have chosen to do because there's been an urgency. We are still here. We are still here to do that part, if necessary. You don't need to do that part. You need to stand stronger than we and do the work that's at hand. Mm. So as we look ahead, what do you think we can learn from the past and present towards a future of Indigenous rights to justice? What's coming into my mind is um, uplift one another. Uplift each other. When the work is hard, when the stance is ongoing, when our health is jeopardized, but we must go on. When the earth is crying out and we have no choice to stand, when we see that worldwide there are severe challenges, we take heed, we take stock of what is going on and then we uplift. We strengthen ourselves and the love that we have for one another. We do the best that we can in the best way that we can. We align to our spirit world and we stand as our environment has shaped us to do so. We call upon our kupuna, our ancestors, and we pray and we chant and we dance and we strengthen ourselves and we ready and we prepare. We safeguard and we protect. We be the role models that our children are demanding that we be. They need us to stand in the most just manner 
that we can muster, whether we are healthy or whether we are not, that our words and our actions remain aligned to the most sacred of what we have left. And we know that we falter and we know that we might weaken. We know that we might cry and we know that we might lose here or there. But in the end, if we have our comrades to call upon, if we have our families strong, if we have our friends and support systems in place, if we support our just leaders and we uplift them and we follow them and we stand together, we will persevere. We will move forward. We will not just survive, but we will thrive. And that's not adequate for today, but that's just what's on my heart. And as we're closing off, I'd love for you to share anything else that you feel compelled to share with our listeners that I didn't get to ask you about, as well as your cause to action for us in terms of how we can best support your people's movement. How can we support our movements, our movement for Mauna Kea and every movement? Be a presence. Be a presence and never disappear. That's first and foremost. Educate the children, give them the teachings so that they know what they're standing for and that they, would, they want to stand. Be positive no matter what as we move forward so we are uplifted in our efforts. Create the lessons so that people will remain aware. Stay activated, everyone. You might not be the one that has been chosen or chosen to do the everyday. That's up to certain individuals that know that that is their responsibility and their kuleana. But be ready to support in whatever way you can every day. Let others know that you support them. Share the post on social media. Send it out and spread it far and wide. Support the young people's efforts. If it be by music, if it be by film, and if you have the means to donate, if you do, the people on the front line, the people who are doing the everyday work, if you have the grants, if you have the foundations, if you have $10, if you have $1, know that that is necessary to keep the efforts moving, to keep the work going. That is necessary. But above all, support one another in every way that you can. Remain active. Do everything you can and uplift one another. Uplift one another because we need everyone 
working together as one, rising as a mighty wave to do what we need to do for the earth, for our people, for ourselves, for everything and everyone. Green Dreamer, we've come full circle here. If our show has moved you and if you've learned from us, we'd love to get your direct support if you can at patreon.com slash green dreamer. Today's intermission song featured is Mana Wahine by Havane Rios. Our audio producer is Scott Donnell and I'm your host, Kamea Shane. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you soon in the next episode.